Welcome to Let's Talk Seniors. Thanks to Anglican Care. In today's special episode, Janet Sykes, Michelle and I talk with Marie McCabe about the isolation and discrimination those living with dementia can face. Marie is an experienced Chief Executive Officer and has been the CEO of Dementia Australia since 2017 and prior to that, the CEO of Alzheimer's Australia Victoria for over six years. Marie's work in both profit and non-profit organisations in the mental health and aged care sectors with a focus on dementia. She presently leads a nationwide team of more than 500 staff and is a member of a number of boards and advisory committees in Australia and internationally. We appreciate immensely that Marie has taken time from her busy schedule to talk to us today. So welcome and thanks for joining us today, Marie. We're thrilled to have you. And we're going to. It's great to be here. Oh, thank you. Um, One of the common themes in our podcasts that we've done so far has been how helpful the resources provided by Dementia Australia are. So I think it'll be really great for our listeners to hear from you today. Thank you so much. So, Marie, I'll get started straight away. How many Australians are currently living with dementia, and is this number growing rapidly due to our aging population? In 2020, so there are about 460,000 Australians living with dementia and without a medical breakthrough, that number will expect it, is expected to rise to around 1.1 million by 2058. And whilst dementia is not a normal part of ageing, it is more common as we age. But 1 in 13 of the 460,000 are in their 50s, their 40s and their 30s. Wow, they're pretty scary statistics, aren't they? They are. And one of the things that people don't realise is that dementia is the second leading cause of death in Australia and the leading cause of death of women. And I think people don't appreciate that it actually, it is a terminal illness. Yeah, I agree. I think think that's not common knowledge for people who haven't had experience in that realm. It is. It's quite a difficult area for people that are struggling with dementia themselves or the loved ones of dementia. It's a really hard topic for them to understand, especially that aspect of terminal, being terminal with it. So, Marie, what are the risk factors for seniors and can dementia affect anyone? Absolutely. Dementia definitely does not discriminate. And some of the risk factors are their lifestyle factors that we actually may be able to do something about. And so high blood pressure, So cardiovascular risk is a risk factor for dementia and some habits we know can cause dementia. So we know that smoking, excessive alcohol intake can be be one of the causes of dementia. And what's good for our heart is good for our brain. So we want to ensure that people understand that a a heart-healthy lifestyle is a brain-healthy lifestyle. And other risk factors include hearing loss. And people don't often know about that one. So if you find that your hearing is becoming impaired, it's really important to get that checked out. And that's something that we can do something about to reduce our risk of dementia. Exercise, as we know, is really important in reducing our risk and exercising our brain as well as our body. I've just decided to just go and do a whole plan on um, prevention of dementia in my own life, I think, listening to that. <laughs> it certainly makes you want to get out there and be healthy, Marie, for sure. And um, Marie, is, does genetics play a factor? Yes, absolutely. And um, certainly some of the rarer dementias are genetically linked. So 
that uh, the younger onset Alzheimer's disease has a genetic link and it can run in families. So if parents and grandparents have it, have had dementia, Mm -hmm. then it increases our risk of developing it, which is why knowing about these lifestyle factors is so important. And one of the things that, you know, there was a study done last year in the United States and what they found was that by reducing somebody, if somebody with a cognitive impairment had high blood pressure, reducing their blood pressure to normal levels improved their cognition. And it happened in 100% of cases that they tested. So that's something to really watch out for and a really important way of us making sure that, you know, we take care of our heart health as well as our cognitive health. It's interesting because those statistics you're talking about there and that research, I haven't heard anything about that. Why, why don't they talk about it more? Why, why aren't we made more aware? Yeah, it's interesting, Janet. I think, you know, some of the research that comes out of some of the international conferences, you know, some of it is, you know, is widely uh, disseminated and others others tend not to be. So I'm not quite sure what drives that, but it is really important to be up to date with the latest information. And, you know, there's a lot, the, the focus now on risk reduction is much greater. I mean, once upon a time when you went to these conferences, they focused mainly on the clinical and pharmacological areas and very little on risk reduction, but now the focus has shifted significantly. Tell your friends about Let's Talk Seniors by Anglican Care. They want to be hip too. Uh, Marie, Dementia Australia's latest campaign, Help Keep the World Open, is all about raising awareness and diminishing discrimination of those with dementia in the community. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Look, with the COVID pandemic, we have all now had the experience of what it's like to be socially isolated Mm -hmm. at some point. And for, you know, for most of us, when the pandemic, where we develop a vaccine, we will go back to whatever is the new normal in life. But for people living with dementia, that may not be the case. And their experience is one of living in isolation all day, every day. And for people living with dementia, many doors close and they don't reopen. And so we thought this was a really opportune time to be able to focus on the experience of people living with dementia, given our own experience of isolation. And, you know, it's all about making sure that people are connected to the communities that are so important to them. And for many people, you know, 70% of people living with dementia live in the community. And this period of time throughout the COVID pandemic has seen some really unintended consequences occur because of the lockdowns that we've had to initiate. And, you know, for many people, what's happened is they've lost confidence about going out. Mm -hmm. And in fact, they've lost functions. So they've lost skills that were keeping them independent and having the ability to stay at home. And we really want to raise awareness for people so that communities can understand that it's so important where you know that somebody is living with dementia and, you know, that there are ways of supporting them and supporting their carer because that's the other thing. You know, carers are facing, you know, um, increased challenges as well with these lockdowns as they occur mm-hmm. and it's really important that we support the people that support their loved ones living with dementia. I think it's really true too, Marie, and I think we'd all agree on this, that the whole isolation and the pandemic has made us all be very reflective of humanity and discrimination and all of those things. It has in my own life and just my reaction to things. So when you talk about discrimination and how 
people with dementia can can struggle with this level of discrimination. Um, can you give me some examples of that? Because sometimes that can be unintentional, can't it? I think that mostly it's unintentional. And it's things like, you know, people living with dementia share with us that when people are aware that they've got dementia, they stop talking to them and they talk mm. to their carer. Mm. And, you know, they may say, oh, well, look, you know, you don't look like you've got dementia. Now, mm. that's one of the challenges is that it is an invisible disability. And unfortunately, what we can't see, we often don't understand. And what we don't understand, we tend to avoid. Mm. So and people are probably a bit fearful of it as well, Marie, and they don't want to cause offence and they just don't know how to act, I think, some of the time. It's a great point, Kylie, and that, you know, people say, I just don't know what to say to somebody living with dementia. Well, they're still the same person. It's really fine to say the things that you would always say. And, you know, people living with dementia, they can't change their behaviour, but we can. We can be inclusive. We can be loving. We can be kind. And there are so many things that we can do that really make a difference to you know, to people and especially to people living with dementia. And we know that if we can change attitude, we can then change behaviour. And that's what this campaign is about. It's actually about diminishing discrimination and raising awareness in the community. Mm, it sounds like a great campaign, but it's, it's such a broad topic, isn't it? Because, you know, we talk about, you know, we're quite ageist as a society beyond dementia even. It's, it's really changing that whole cultural and societal belief system, isn't it? Well, it is. And a few years ago, we did a... Um, we did a conference on let's talk about sex and intimacy as we age, and the you know it a was confronting topic, Marie. <laughs> I know. Well, see, here's the thing: younger people think I know only ever have sex the same number of times as they have children. Exactly. So, you know, and so we are very ageist, mm. and it's fascinating. You know, you pick up a topic like that, and yeah, that is really, quite the topic. You really do flush out all of the ageist attitudes. That, yeah, uh, that people have for sure. <laughs> I was just thinking mm. how many young people will turn off just hearing that topic. If my children are listening, you believe what you want to believe. <laughs> You've spent a lifetime creating a home. It's where you belong. As you age, Anglican Care's home life can help you remain happy and independent in your very own home. Find out how at anglicancare.com.au. So, Marie, what actions can ourselves and seniors out they're listening take so that we are helping to keep the world open to those with dementia look there are so many things that we can do and there you know it's about can offering to do some shopping you know being able to pop down to the chemist for somebody if they need something it's about staying in touch so just regular phone calls and particularly if people are in isolation we understand you know and we must adhere to the government guidelines around uh, social distancing, wearing masks and all mm-hmm. of those things. And I just, that's actually one of the other things for people living with dementia. Masks can be so confusing. Yes. And for all of us, we rely so much on facial cues. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we see someone smile, so we feel encouraged and, or they frown and we, we feel careful, right? But for people living with dementia, they rely on that even more, particularly when their own communication is impaired. And I guess um, social distancing can be a difficult concept for someone with dementia as well. I'm sure Janet's got some insight into that. Yes, absolutely. Oh, Janet, you would, yeah. 
in the facility I work in, which is a dementia-specific facility, this is one of the challenges we have where I want to put into place with, well, all the staff wearing masks, but that can be very, very difficult because, as you say, a number of the residents think of us as family. They'll come up, they want to hug you. They, mm, I was going to you know, say, no, hugging is hard. Well, you can't say no mm. hug if they come up. You know, yeah. So it's a matter of just doing the very safest and best mm-hmm. that we can with that and hopefully they know us well enough to know us with our mask on. Yeah. And, you know, Janet, I'm so heartened to hear you say that because above everything, we are, you know, our humanity and our compassion is the most, you know, they're the most important things at times like this. And there are people need hug, they need Mm. touch. And it is about, you know being safe about it and being able to comfort people and to make sure that they know that they're loved and cared for. Absolutely. Uh, Marie, in in one of our earlier podcasts, we talked about the dementia-friendly community. Is is that Mm -hmm. something that that you're involved in? Yes. Well, yeah, Dementia Australia is absolutely, um, that's one of our programs. And it is about having communities be aware. And this campaign is all about that. It's about raising awareness and dementia-friendly communities is about that too. And the most important part of that is about involving people living with dementia and understanding what's important to them in the community. And in fact, that's the most important thing about our work at Dementia Australia is it is informed by people with a lived experience. And the more information that we have from people living with dementia, the better equipped we are to support them, to provide information to the community and to all of the people, all of the stakeholders that we work with. Information and knowledge is so key in so many aspects, isn't it? And I think that's just exactly the same with dementia. The more people can understand it, to know about it, you know, it breaks down a whole lot of those barriers and hopefully discrimination. But I'm just wondering, Maria, if someone's listening today and they may have dementia or a carer's looking after somebody with dementia, what support can they access to help them to overcome this social isolation that they feel most of the time, that we're, we're joining them in experiencing as well? What support is out there for them with those feelings that they may be encountering? Look, please call the National Dementia Helpline and the number is one 800 100 500 and it's a free service and it provides information advice and support to people living with dementia to families and carers and also the healthcare community so you know please pick up the phone and we can support people with information with referral with whatever it is that they're dealing with and we can provide um, advice about if there are challenging issues that they're dealing with in COVID. So please don't hesitate to call the National Dementia Helpline. And our website is also rich in resources, but sometimes you just need to talk to someone. And that's the most important thing, you know, and the team are amazing. They're an extraordinary group of, of our team. And, you know, I really encourage people to call the helpline. Mm. Uh, something that Janet and I, I think Janet did it, both did through our workplace was the Enabling Eddie Education Marie through Dementia Australia. Yeah. And we just found that so powerful, um, you know, it put us into the shoes of someone living with dementia, which I think can carers do that as well in some sort of context. Absolutely. And we found the Enabling Eddie technology to be it has just been such a, as you say, a powerful way of 
stimulating for people the experience of what it's like to have dementia. And our theory about that was if we could actually stimulate the experience, it would change people's attitude, which would change their behaviour, and that would change their care. And that's been exactly what's happened. And it has been, it, is, it makes a profound and lasting difference. And, you know, it empowers people to actually see things differently and they then respond differently to people living with dementia. Yeah, even rolling that out to schools and things like that would be a really powerful way for young young people to sort of understand a bit more. Mm. Yeah. And I think too, like we talked about it before with this whole aspect of humanity, I think that um, humanity really, when you think about it, it's being kind and compassionate towards one another. And while the COVID virus has just been horrendous, you know, in the effect that it's had on humanity, I think it's an opportunity for us to be really aware of that. And that comes into play with dementia so much as well, doesn't it? You know, it's about being kind and compassionate and putting ourselves in the person's place and thinking about how they feel and having that depth of empathy. And uh, and I think if that we can we can do that within ourselves, we're going to we're going to see real inroads into how we how we manage and how we support people with dementia and those that care for them as well. Absolutely. And Janet, you know, we're, there are so many providers out there doing an outstanding job during this For time. Sure. And aged care workers are, you know, they really are a gift. And I would like to take this opportunity to extend my thanks and appreciation for everything that they do. Oh, that's great. We're, we're, we're so thankful too, Marie. Share Anglican Cares Let's Talk Seniors on your Facebook page. Your friends will dig us. So finally, Marie, if a senior listening wants to know more about your campaign and take the pledge to keep the world open for people living with dementia, what do they do? Please go to www.keeptheworldopen.com.au and you can... Uh, take the pledge to help keep the world open. You can find out more about dementia and discrimination and there's a range of options there for people to look at and some ideas about what they can do to make a difference. Fantastic. Thanks, Marie. I think we should spread the word throughout our organisation actually about that. Yep, Janet and I are on that. Um, So, (laughs) Marie, we just wanted to say thank you so much for being our special guest today. It's been really, really lovely to talk to you. Now, we have a little lucky dip for all of our guests. Obviously, you're not here with us today, so yours is a bit virtual. So, Michelle's going to open it for me and I'm going to let you know what it is and we're going to send that to you as a small thank you. Okay, I think it's a book. Oh, thank you. (laughs) It's a book? Yeah, Marie, (laughs) Oh, I think it's a bestseller. It's a Richard Flanagan. Um, It won the Booker Prize in 2014 and it's called The Narrow Road to the Deep North. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. (laughs) We'll be sending that to you, Marie. Thanks again. Thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you. Take care. You too. We look forward to chatting to Dr. John Ward in our next informative podcast, How to Avoid Stroke and Heart Disease. Do you have any topics you want Kylie and Michelle to discuss? Get in touch by emailing letstalkseniors at anglicancare.com.au.